Hookup on ESPN Lincoln. Thank God it's Friday. Happy Friday. Welcome in the morning hookup. Bill Hubs, Will Wilson. End of the week, baby. You did it. Congratulations. Better yet, I found out great news for one person in this studio. Will Wilson is off on a Friday night. I mean, watch out, ladies. No, I mean, listen, I thought I had to work tonight. I thought I had to produce a game, but apparently I don't. Watch out. What? Ooh, you know what today is? What is today? You? What's today? It's Friday. Now let me confirm this. Well, I know this real quick. You're confirming. Jeff Motes will be joining us here shortly. Husker press reactions. Man, that young man at the wide receivers coach. We're gonna play some of his stuff. Sounds like I'm talking to my young kids, but it's amazing how he's connecting right now. And then Dr. Dane Todd in the second hour, Nebraska Orthopedic Center. Um, we're going to have a little fun with Dane. That should be an electrifying hour, by the way, with uh, talk about the big game on Sunday. Who you guys are going with. See if you guys can change each other's mind to get on, the, in, to get on board with each other. And then we'll have a props contest. You, you, you want to see us just yeah, we'll get props. mad at each other so bad? We'll, we'll have a props contest regardless. And also, we're going to do some Dr. Dane Todd trivia. We have a pair, one pair, one singular pair of tickets to give away today to the uh, Russ's Market Wine and Food Experience. Yeah, and that was after I caught Hooks trying to steal them I for tried him to and take his wife. Him. I tried to take them. That's fine. But on February 24th, that's February 24th. But you're going to have to call in in the second hour in Dr. Dane Todd trivia. One question will be a stat-driven one about Dr. Dane Todd. I'm not sure where I'm going with the stat yet. The second question would be, if you listen to the show, you you will only know the second question answer. That's it. you got to answer them both, and you'll win yourself a pair of tickets. So How about I'm, that? I I can't wait for that. That's going to be a lot of fun. Okay. Also, by the way, I knew you were going to confirm something. I think we have moats. We don't know about our daily parlay yet because the golf tournament was suspended, and they've got to get back on the course. But it's alive. It's alive right now. We're 2-0 and and alive. 2-0. and Thanks. This is like the Ryder Cup. We're up, we're 2-0, and we're up and one, down and one. But we won't know because the, they had frost warnings yesterday, probably some probably It was a little cold and windy at the golf tournament yesterday. Uh, I was going to ask, how do you have frost warnings in Phoenix, Arizona? You have them. How you does have that happen? Them. A lot of people saw that it was a frost warning and like, look, Coach Frost, he's already wrecking havoc in Scottsdale. Ah, that's <laughs> hilarious. That's actually really frost funny. Frost warning. That's funny. Frost advisory. Yeah. It's there, baby. Um, yeah, I was confirming this, and I am correct. Today's opening day up at Fawner Park. Oh, my goodness. And you're off on a Friday. And I'm off on a Friday. I don't Whoa. know. That's just an idea. If if I'd go, I would go with my dad. It all depends on if he could get off work. I don't know. You know, it's... Pops, let's go. Get a 12-pack of squirt. We'll go together. Opening day at Fawner. It's always a fun time. Let's go, Pops. I wonder if Moats is going to go up to Fawner and... 
check out the ponies today. Moats, what's up, my friend? Hey, fellas, how are you? We are Happy amazing. Friday. It's amazing. It's Friday. The sun is out. What could be better? Well, the only thing that could be better would be the, the temperature. Yeah, but I, I, I'm always like this, you know, in our age modes. Um, I don't. I hate cold weather. It just, it's never been a doubt about that. But if it's going to be cold, I like to see the sun so I don't get sad. Well, yeah, that's true. You got a point. But yeah, not bad for Friday so far. It's really nice. Moats, um, it's good to talk to you. Uh, did you hear me ask, you want to go up to Fauner Park today, you and me, to have a guy's day? <laughs> it's, o- it, 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 it's opening day. Oh, that's right, yeah. You know, you know, back in the old days, horse racing in Nebraska, Fauner Park was like the first track to get things going for the year. And then after that, it was Omaha, with Exarbon, and I think Lincoln started somewhere like late spring, early summer, and then Columbus, I think they had a racing season, too, that fell somewhere in between. But, yeah, I forgot about Funner Park opening up today. Will Wilson lets no one forget about the uh, about the ponies. It's a holiday, baby. <laughs> it's a holiday. Um, well, most let's get into it, man. Last week we had some games, and of course, Lincoln basketball is not disappointing, uh, and that's something we've been seeing all season long. Yeah, there's no doubt that the, the basketball's been pretty good. You know, last week and this week. Um, you know, last night I did uh, Northeast Omaha Central uh, for the boys, and we did that over on KFOR last night, and. You know, that game got interesting because, you know, Central to me is not the same Central team that has been relevant and has been, you know, among the dominant programs of the state in recent years. Um, You know, Eric Behrens left there to become the athletic director at Omaha Westview and had another, you know, good run of teams while he was back at Central after being at Peru State and... And now it's uh, under the Chubbuck regime. That would be Bruce Chubbuck Jr. that's taken over as the head coach at Central. And then Bruce Sr., who had been the head coach at Omaha South, is now an assistant over at Central. And I was kind of surprised because Central, they had uh, an early lead you know, in the first quarter, but the Northeast uh, kind of responded on a, on a good note from Christian Wynn with a couple of big baskets down the stretch. And Quinn Weatherhold had a couple of baskets in that first quarter or first half that really helped out Northeast. And, and, and Northeast went on to win by four last night, 51-47. But begin the third quarter, Northeast went up 11 points. And then a 13-2 run from Central pulled them right back into it. And I thought, mm. okay, here we go. This is where we're going to see what Central does best and take control in the second half. Well, they did all they could, but Northeast answered. Um you know, it was tied maybe a couple of times in the second half, but Northeast maintained uh, control of the ball game and uh, got the, a big win at home uh, against Central. And, and so now Northeast, they, they go to Omaha North tomorrow uh, for a boys and girls doubleheader, and then they'll round out their uh, season finale at home, uh, their home finale, I should say, for the season uh, Tuesday night. They host Pius tenth, and then they'll go to Fremont next Thursday uh, to finish up the regular season. But I think Northeast is still a team that needs to be talked about because you know they're twelve and eight, and twelve and eight teams 
uh, entering the final few weeks of the regular season um, can be difference makers when it comes to districts, and you know they could be they could play the role of spoiler. But I know with what Monty Ritchie has tried to build up in uh, you know five years or more at Northeast is getting the program program back to where it was dominant for many years, and uh, that that's the key. And he's done a good job. But uh, Northeast last night got a much-needed win over Central to prove that. Uh, I still think they're a team to keep an eye on. But, you know, the city in general, fellas, it was it, it's really looking like it's, uh, you know, becoming a power struggle now between Omaha and Lincoln. And I think more Lincoln teams this year are doing much better than uh, probably a lot of the Omaha teams, although Bellevue West is seen to be. Miller North is still pretty good. West Side, they've been decent. Central's been okay. Elkhorn South, they're playing pretty good right now. Uh, Papillion La Vista South is doing well. Uh, so, there, you know, there's still a, a good balance of Metro teams, but it just seems like now with Lincoln in the fold uh, that that struggle has become ever so evident, uh, you know, to see what uh, would entail and what we could see here as we head in toward uh, you know, districts and state tournament play. Well, Moats, you guys are going to light up the airwaves tonight uh, with a couple of games you've got. Specifically, there's been a team that you've talked about that uh, a lot of local people might not know, but unless they listen and hear you talk about them, and you're going to be on the call tonight going there around 720 right here on ESPN uh, 101.5. You're going to have Carney coming to town at Southeast. Yeah, that's a – and see, Carney is a team that we saw a couple of weeks ago against North Star and beat North Star here in Lincoln – and then last Saturday, Northeast goes out to Kearney and beats the Bearcats by 15. Mm-hmm. So uh, Kearney is another one of those teams that I think a lot of people need to watch from out west and still in the mix, being a team that could be really, really uh, a difference maker down the stretch in terms of whether or not they get into the state mm-hmm. tournament or if they play the spoiler role or whatever. Uh, but, yeah, Kearney Southeast tonight ought to be a good game. Southeast is pretty good as of late they you know had a loss uh, recently to Bellevue West and, and that was on Tuesday night uh, where they fell by 18 points and and uh, had an early lead against Bell West too so um, but uh, I should be anticipating a pretty good match tonight between both teams I mean they got some guys that can score and uh, there's no doubt that I think it, it this is a big game from Southeast standpoint, because you still want to be among those in the fold and, and being considered as a team that would be considered for postseason play come March. Um, and one thing, you know, I forgot to mention, guys, last night, we had a barn burner here on ESPN mm-hmm. Lincoln with uh, Auburn and Lincoln Lutheran, and I know, Will, you were producing that game, and uh, Johnny Pells had a great night uh, with 23 points for Lincoln Lutheran, but uh, needless to say, uh, Lutheran is a team that's become red hot mm-hmm. uh, in Class C1, and, and they may move into the rankings here next week. But, I mean, this is a Lutheran team that, you know, in recent years had struggled against some of the bigger opponents in C1. Uh, but right now they're playing some good basketball. Got a big win over a ranked team in Auburn last night. Yeah, you're right, Modes. Lincoln Lutheran, you know, you look at their record earlier in the season, and they were kind of – Fall into some good teams, but you're right. They're they're figuring something out, and they're they are they are hot right now. 
Um, Moats, I want to bring up the the two teams that had big games last week. You had, or this week, you could say, uh, Bellevue West came to Southeast, and then you had East going up to West Side. Yeah, we you know we just talked about the Bellevue West Southeast game, but East right. West Side. I, I you know what, fellas, uh, if you had to pick a team in Lincoln that is right there where they should be, and can maintain and control their destiny right now. Lincoln East. The, the way they're playing basketball right now is tremendous. And you look at uh, the way that guys like Carter Templemeyer, Carter Mick, uh, the Melissa kid who does a good job for them. Um, Hamilton does a good job for them on the perimeter. You know, they got some guys that they can go to on any given night. And it doesn't necessarily have to be any one person or player that has to take over the scoring role. I mean, it can be any one of those guys. And they're still going to stand out uh, because the, the team concept has finally held into what Jeff Campbell wants this program. And they've come out and played like, uh, you know, a solid basketball team. You know, going up to Westside, that's not an easy place to play. Westside's been pretty good in recent years. I mean, they're still a program that you should not underestimate. Um, but East, right now, I think that's where you know a lot of the other teams are hoping to get to, is that spot where you know they've got some wins. You know They have had momentum in games recently to where they can control the tempo. And, or you know if it's a back-and-forth game, they find ways to win when, they, when it matters, when it's clutch. And, and so uh, I think that's where East is at right now, and a lot of other teams are in town and even across the are striving to be in that position too. We're talking to Jeff Motes. Yeah, we talk a lot about Class A, but looking at Class B and, and C, uh, some teams that you think have a chance to do something in the postseason. Oh, Class B. I, you know, Omaha Scott. Uh, you know, they're they're a team that I think uh, looks like they're primed and ready to go for March. Um, look at Platteview. Uh, Waverly has been a team that's been up and down. Still a team that I would not want to play come districts, sub-districts. Oh, and if they get to the state tournament, same thing. Uh, Norris has been kind of up and down at times this year, too. Um, and, and really the landscape in Class B, it's, it's, it's like a lot of teams like Scott and York and Platteview and, and Beatrice, just to name a few, and, and everybody else, it's kind of a toss-up on where they're going to land. But uh, that'll be an interesting field to kind of watch uh, on the boys' side. And the girls' side is kind of the same way. You know, Scott really looking good in, on, on the girls' side in Class B. Norris has been pretty decent all year. Uh, Waverly got a, a big road win last night out of Hastings. And so it, it'll be interesting what the sub-district arrangement looks like. I know sub-districts uh, were released for the lower classes yesterday, I have not had the chance to look at them uh, myself up close yet. Um, but, uh, you know, when you get some of those sub-district matchups, I mean, there's some good teams that may go up against each other, and by process of elimination, you know, one's going to be knocked out, one moves on and tries to advance on. So, uh, but And the same thing would apply to Class B, since, you know, none of the other classes anymore have a wild card or at-large bid system like Class A has had for over 45 years now. 
Boy, we're getting close, man. I love when you talk about that, how that's the closing the gap a little bit, the battle wars of Omaha and Lincoln. And um, I think it's amazing how it just highlights the entire state all of a sudden. You know, when you well, have. Well, think about this, fellas. Look at Class A in boys basketball the last five years mm-hmm. or more. You've had Division One talent that have highlighted the stage down there at PBA. You know, you could think back to the Hunter Salases, the St. Yep. Thomases at Millard North, Jason Green, you know, and, and, and now Bellevue West, Josiah Dotzler, Jaden Jackson, the D1 prospect. You know, in recent years, Bell West had Frankie Fiddler, who's now playing at, at, uh, at UNO. Um, it, it's amazing to see the talent, not just with those two teams, but other teams from Omaha that have come down. Uh, obviously, here in Lincoln, we've had some D1 players. Charlie Easley from Pius comes to mind as one that uh, played the state tournament and led his team to a state title in, in Class B and uh, had some big clutch performances um, even as a junior in 2018 when they went triple overtime and held a Creighton prep who eventually won the state tournament that year. So, uh, and, and even you know, teams like prep have been you know, one of those programs that one year they look phenomenal and will dominate. The next year they may not look like that, but they're still a good team. So, um, And that's the beauty of, you know, I guess, high school basketball is that you don't know what to expect with a lot of these teams. You have an idea on most occasions, but there may be times where you see a team that comes in with a, a 19-2 and two record, and, and they look like they could be a team that's 15-10 and 10 or whatever. Uh, you know, maybe barely above 500, but they play solid basketball because they play good when it matters most. And and that's what I'm looking forward to in terms of districts coming up and even the state tournament, both girls and boys, because the girls' teams, as you guys very well know, with Lincoln High, the way they've been this year, one loss entering this weekend, and and they'll play Pius X next Thursday night that we're going to have uh, over on KFOR and Pius has played well. Northeast had a great win last night over Omaha Central on the girls' side. Um, you know, Southeast has been improved. North Star has been much improved. Southwest has been struggling a little bit because they've been dealing with some injuries, but they're back above 500. They got a big game tomorrow afternoon, tomorrow evening with Millard South over there at Southwest. So, uh, you know, the girls' basketball in Lincoln, and, and we can't forget Lincoln Christian. Lincoln Christian girls have been tremendous this year in Class C1, uh, and it looked to be another team to keep an eye on uh, as we get in toward districts, sub-districts, and, and state tournament play. But it's, it, all around, it's been fun to watch. Yeah, Modes, you talk about Lincoln High, and obviously the girls' team is unbelievable, but we talked a lot about the guys' team, too. And, you know, even though they've they've lost some games recently and they've, they've kind of beat bad teams by a small amount, I still think they're a team that you do not want to run into in the postseason play. I agree. I, I still think Lincoln High is a good basketball team. Um, and, and, yeah, did they win the conference tournament? Yes, they did. Uh, they, they hit a bit of a stagger in the last month or so with a couple of games that they played in. Um, and they've been tested. But, you know, teams like Northeast and, and North Star, who are all over 500 in records, uh, got wins over Lincoln High, you know. Uh but I think the Lynx boys program is still something to watch out for. Uh, 
they, they could be one of those surprise teams. Not necessarily, oh, well, I didn't expect them to this, be this good. But they may get on a roll and surprise a team that they may face. They may have a better seating in districts and, and, and pull off a win. You know, that could happen. Uh, I like Vince Garrett. He's a good player. I think uh, uh, the Gaines kid, that, that's the guard, he's a good ball player. There's a good post presence inside with Quidu, uh, and, and uh, you look at uh, uh, the Faines kid, Bryson Faines. He's mm-hmm. got good size, good height, yeah. does a good job close to the basket. I, I think they got a good thing going. And Colin Nick is a great forward at 6'6". Yeah. So I think Lincoln High is a team that's, still could be highly considered for, for a big run here as we get in toward districts. Yeah. Good stuff, Moats. Well, the big game Sunday. Something's happening on Sunday. Uh, what will you be doing? Will there be a favorite dish or food put out? And which side will you be cheering for? I'm going to be at home in my living room yeah. and just surrounded by peace and quiet. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> and with, a, with a Miller light. <laughs> Miller light. Probably Miller Light. Can? Huh? Cans? Uh, that or bottle, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but I didn't know if you were going to make it, uh, you know, stack them up and take well, pictures. If it's, can, if it's a can, it's got to be a tall boy. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Only tall boys. <laughs> I love it. But, uh, you know, I did score predictions over on the KFOR morning show earlier, and um, I picked the Chiefs 24-21. I like it. You and me both, Boats. You and me and like a few other people are the only people picking the Chiefs this weekend. It's I'm crazy. These, I'm writing these down. But the only thing is, how is Patrick Mahomes going to be able to respond not being on the field playing competitively for two weeks, although he's been practicing? Mm. I know they've been nursing that high ankle sprain, but how is he going to be in the big game on Sunday? It's like the perfect you know, with that ankle. It's the perfect day because we're gonna have this orthopedic doctor that we have on every Friday, and we're gonna ask him about it today. <laughs> oh, Doctor Dane Todd. Yeah, we're gonna ask Doctor Dane Todd what he thinks about <laughs> high ankle sprains and sitting on them, and what kind of stuff they could put in those ankles to make them work. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's kind of the long and short of it, right there, fellas. Uh, on what I'll be doing Sunday, pretty low key for the most part. Good stuff, Moats, man. Well, thanks, man. Appreciate your time on on the Fridays, man. Uh, Enjoy yourself. Stay safe out there, and we'll see you real soon. You bet, fellas. Have a good weekend. Thanks, Moats. See you, Moats. Good stuff from Jeff Moats. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah. Moats is awesome. He's the best. I love when he leaves the studio, by the way. Every time when I see him before he leaves to go out uh, downtown, he's always got sweet one of his hats on. Many hats. But he's always got these sweet sunglasses on, wearing them inside. <laughs> like straight baller. I think I know what sunglasses you're talking about. Yeah, yeah and I want them. I yeah. want them. Moats, I know you're still listening. Don't put your sunglasses down because Will wants them. I will be taking them. So That is true. All right, let's take a quick break. And uh, when we come back, uh, your wide receivers coach spoke yesterday. We'll play some of that and a whole lot more.